pod, 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 pod. Rugby pod. We've got a new segment on the Rugby Pod podcast. It's called the Filthy 15. Have you guys heard it all about this? Do you know how it works? Okay, so what we're going to do is um, each week, Goody and Jim uh, both pick a player to join our dream team. For It can be kind of like a best bloke squad. So someone who you would ideally have on your team for banter, maybe drinking abilities or mischief, or just being an all-round good sort. It can be someone you've played with or against, or someone you've just heard lots about, and you, or you'd like him on your team, he's great in the team bus. So, I mean, first up this week, we're going to do the loose head prop position. Who you got, Jim? Well, I'm going to go with a guy called Alan Jacobson. Have you heard of Alan, J- Alan Jacobson, anyone? I have, yeah. He's the horrible-looking bloke, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think so, I've had a beer with so him. So Scotland Lucid. Yeah, Scotland Lucid. No teeth. He's a plumber by trade, so Richard Hill would have loved him, mate, because he's a proper grafter. Unsung hero. Like, he's literally an old-school old school prop. Loved the beer. So there's actually a story. Um, Edinburgh played... He won't mind me telling it. So I've not even asked his permission, but he won't mind because he's retired now. He's, he's doing his plumbing. But Edinburgh played Cass um, around Christmas time in Europe, and the game got uh, cancelled because of the weather, because of the snow at Murrayfield. But he's had a party. He's had a party that night that he was hosting down in uh, Preston, up in Preston Pans in Edinburgh. And instead of just going there, drinking water or whatever, he's gone and got absolutely bluted at <laughs> this event. Bluted. That's what he said. Jim, I'm getting bluted. I was like, get it. that sound Irish, did it, or not? Yeah, you're Scottish accent. You, so, tell, you tell us, Jim. You yeah, so anyway, so he's gone out. Anyway, gone out and got absolutely steaming. And then that night they've said, right, the game's on tomorrow because obviously they had to play. So they played this game against Cass in an empty stadium at Murrayfield, and he was absolutely reeking. <laughs> Re- and, and it wasn't the first time. Like I, I remember we played New Zealand. He's gone out midweek. He's gone, had an absolute blinder, even though we got beat by 50. But um, <laughs> just just a really, really good lad. Like, seriously, if you speak to any anyone in Scotland, Alan Jacobson, Chunk, a.k.a. the it, Chunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Alan he, he'd be in there. I'd have him... Pro- I'd have him Loose head hooker and prop and on the bench. He plays everywhere. Can I tell you what? He was a really good player. Like I, yeah, sixty-five caps. When he was sober. Yeah. Yeah. When, he was, when he was sober. <laughs> Here's another one. Can I just tell another story? So the World yeah. Cup in 2011. So we've played England either on the Saturday or Sunday. It was a shorter turnaround from when we played Argentina, and he was enjoying the Auckland nightlife, which he does. But he's one of them guys where like I'll go home at two, three in the morning. I'm hanging. I'm dying. It'll go through till six, seven in the morning. Anyway, day before the team room, which was a day off, he's gone out and got absolutely bluttered <laughs> again. <laughs> team room, we've gone to get him because we're doing a walkthrough indoors. Like, and he's and, and he's in the room next door. He's meant to be my roomie. He's in the room next door. I've gone like, mate, can't wake him up. Shaking the bed, throwing water on, rolling him out of bed. He wouldn't wake up. He just literally wouldn't wake up. Missed the team run. Played against England the next day. We nearly beat England, nearly. And he was like man of the match. Good effort. I like yeah. him. Don't even know him that well. Yeah. Like, oh, Alan Jacobson, Chunk. Chunk. Chunk's going to be hard to beat. It is. Mm. Well, I suppose my. I've had a lot of beers with Nick Wood over time. Uh, command, in Cheltenham. The commander. The commander. Great bloke. Um, loves a beer. And we're, he was playing for Gloucester. I was playing for Worcester in Cheltenham. So shout out to Woody. I think he's been done by Gloucester, hasn't he? Stalwart. Didn't offer him a new contract. Anyway, but I'm going to go to Joe Marler. Joe Marler? Yeah. Joe Marler. He's not everyone's cup of tea, but it's a, a story that I was. I, left me speechless. Uh, I'm playing for Wasp against Quinns. Um, 25 minutes gone, whatever. I've, I, they've put a kick through. I've sneaked back into the 22. I say sneak, snuck back. Waddled back into the 22. <laughs> and somehow got the ball and got 
hustled into touch by Marlon Yard, the the winger, and it was his first year at, at Quinns, and I I don't know Marlon very well. Anyway, so Marlon tries to I'm in touch. Marlon tries to rip the ball off me, take a quick line out there near our try line. What I'm thinking is I'm not giving him the ball, holding on. So end and ends up a bit of a handbag situation. He's pushing me. I'm pulling him. You know, and I'm obviously he's, he's tougher and stronger than me, no doubt. So I'm going to lose anyway. All I see out the corner of my eye is Joe Marler run over, and I don't know Joe that well, um, but he's got his Mohican and he's pretty tough to look at, isn't he? He runs over and he just grabs the pair of us. I'm like, oh, this is going to not end well for me. He goes, Goody, leave him alone. Even we don't fucking like him. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was like, oh, I've gone from thinking I'm going to get filled in to. Joe Marler doesn't even like his own teammate, Marlon Yard, and they still play mm. together. So um, good luck with that. Yeah. But Jacobson, 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 Chunk, the ch- Chunk, 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 Chunk. Mate. Top I've, got, I've got loads of stories about him. But beer fifteen, get him in. Have you got any more? No, no. Have you got I a can't. bench? Well, you want to take well, up we'll a Joe Marler on the bench for that. Joe Marler's on the bench. Joe Marler's on the bench. My hooker for the filthy fifteen is going to be John Schmidt. Uh, obviously, Southgate World Cup winning captain and a legend. Uh, I'll never forget, I went on uh, to uh, sign for the, the Sharks to play Super Rugby, Super 15 at the time it was called. Anyway, so I go down to fly out to meet the, the squad in uh, in Christchurch. I got there on like the Wednesday, we were playing the Crusaders on the Friday, I was on the, on the bench. Crusaders at the time were the best team in the competition. We lose, so I came on for 10 minutes, Dan Carter steps inside me, high tackle him, yellow yeah. card. It lasted, my debut lasted for uh, not very long at all. Anyway, we then, uh, so that was the first week done, I'd been there three days. Didn't really know where I was, jet lag, getting to know teammates. The next day we fly, so Saturday morning we wake up, we fly to um, to, to Sydney. We're then playing, the next week we're playing the Waratahs, the week after we're playing the Brumbies. In Sydney we've got Saturday and Sunday off. Um, John Schmidt ushers the coaches off the bus and he says, right, gets to the front of the bus, gets the microphone, says, right lads, only one thing to do today, that's have an all-dayer. There's me flying from the other side of the world, being a little bit overweight, a little bit of an unfashionable Southern Hemisphere fly-off. And John Schmidt, who was the World Cup winning captain at the time, What's going on all day? I can be your best friend. So I'm thinking, that's me. I can do it. You know, one thing I can do, I can't, couldn't run, couldn't play rugby very well, but I could drink. We have the all day. We go out for dinner. Um, you know, we get in at three in the morning, absolutely blottoed, horrible hangover in the morning, wake up Sunday about 11 o'clock, go down for some food to the team room. John Schmidt's there again, isn't he? He says, right, who wants to do day two again? We're only training. We've only got weights in tomorrow morning. He's like, Sunday, sun's out. No families, no kids, no nothing. Let's go again. So six of us went on the on the on the smash again the next day, all day back to back all dayers. You know he led the charge, and for someone that is supposed to be leading the the heights of South African rugby and setting the standards, he certainly did set the standards in the bar. So a man from my own heart, um, got on very well with him. Uh, had many many a drink with him over the time that I was in South Africa, and that's why he makes my filthy fifteen back to back all dayers. We need a tight head prop, gents. Who are you putting forward? Yeah, I'll go. I've yeah. got to put this guy forward. Oh, Again, I'm going to go with a guy, and I'm Jeffrey Bungle. Oh, Full name's Jeffrey Cross. <laughs> now, Jeff Cross played, he's, he's retired now, he's at London Irish. He's played about 35 times for Scotland. I'll just give you a slight background about this this guy because he's a, he's, a, he's a great bloke. He's, he's one of my good friends. So he's a qualified pilot, so he flies helicopters, and he's also a qualified doctor. He's just trained to be a GP again now. Um, slightly wacky, seldom wears shoes, always wears Crocs. And he's like one of these guys where you're at a hotel, will take any of the leftovers, take them home, doggy bag home. I actually went around his house for, for dinner once and he had, uh, he said, oh, Jim, do you want a tea or coffee? I said, oh, yeah, I fancy a tea. 
I go into his cupboard. He's got a box full of these, like all these assortments of tea, and in this big brown box, it said St Andrews on it. So what he's done is he's obviously taken this box from St Andrews, all these teas and coffees in. Um, so he's that kind of guy. So he's a thief. It's a, <laughs> yeah, fake story. But anyway, so the reason why I'm going to put him in is for one incident that happened. Just I've got I've got to tell the story, and then you can you, you can judge why I put him in after because he ain't great on the beers, but. We played Scotland played Wales at Murrayfield around 2009. Obviously, the forwards do what they do, line out scrums, and the backs do what they do. And this was the there was a big like aerial contest between our fullback Chris Patterson, Wales fullback Lee Byrne, and it was a game of the up and under. So that's what the, that's what the, our coaches labelled the game. If we can win this up and under battle, we could potentially go on to win the game. One minute into the game, Chris Patterson lobs this up and under high up into the sky of Murrayfield. <laughs> So next thing, Chris Patterson's running. No, he's not. Jeffrey Bungle is sprinting <laughs> after this up and under. And he's not even looked at the ball. He's just carried on going. As he's running at full pelt, Lee Byrne has jumped midair, kneed him straight in the temple, done a 360, landed on his back. Jeffrey Bungle, completely knocked out, split his legs open, tore both his medials, and he's lying slumped on the floor. Now, I'm first over there. like this. I remember it vividly because Martin Williams was there. And he's there pulling Jeff off. And I'm stood there in complete... He's, pull, he's pulling them off. He's with your gloves. Um, and I, he stood over him. And uh, I was in shock, just stood there. And anyway, so Jeff's been carted off on oxygen and Wayne Barnes has yellow carded him as he's on the stretcher and he's torn both his medials. And for that reason, Jeff, because you're such a lad, <laughs> you're in the filthy... Yeah, did you go... Yeah, yeah, he went out the, the night after as well. He went on the all day the next day. What a lad. No, have you got no, anyone really. to compete with that? Yeah, yeah uh, I have. You talk tight head props. Um, you know... Both Jim and I played with this guy at Leicester for quite a few years. I'm going to throw Martin Castro Giovanni into the mix. Oh, um, Vegas baby. Yes, and it's that story. Yeah, we, We've had many a drink with him. Um, some good, some bad, eh, Jim? Yeah. <laughs> There's some other stories there too. But the fact that he can say no to going with Racing 92 back to Leicester. Obviously, it was I say back to Leicester. They played at the, the Nottingham Forest ground last year, the semi-final. And he said, no, I'm going to go away uh, with all the Paris Saint-Germain players. Ibrahimovic, all those boys, they'd won the league. And then to top it off, pictures in the paper, he told the club he's going back to Argentina. See his dad. See his dad or something along those lines. He's pictured dancing in Vegas with his top off, which is not pretty, I'll tell you that. And I, even I can say that. Anyway, so he's dancing with his top off. Pictures come out in the papers and you know Castro eventually gets sacked, etc. from Racing 92. But best bit about it was Ibrahimovic, next game he plays, celebrates doing the Castro dance and you can Google it it's absolutely yeah. brilliant he sent me the video um, so Castro loved it you know you've got a world star dancing after scoring a goal in the in the French league uh, doing an impression of Castro and so, the, funny th- the funny thing about that ca- the fact that Castro got sacked from probably the most lucrative contract <laughs> he's not bothered Ibrahim and, him and Ibrahimovic have been in Vegas dancing and that's all he's bothered about I'll take that to the grave with you that story yeah, yeah, absolutely and, that, yeah. and that's how all we know about Vegas I'm sure you think of what has gone on there yeah. with those boys and but, Castro just uh, you know, the big fat friend there you've got a choice here about a special guest oh. who, who are you putting in the filthy 15 this is a big moment Whoa, this is you, massive. you've got I've the, actually the, been the Bung or uh, Castro Giovanni I've been on the, a few drinks with Castro oh. right, in Jersey and um, in London actually so but when Zlatan says party, you party. So I know where he, I know. Where he, uh, I'm going to have to go Castro, I think. Just, there you uh, go. Just, sorry, yeah, Jim, mate. No, I just wanted to tell that story about Jeff. Yeah, of course. <laughs> pod, 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 pod. Rugby pod. At the moment, we've we've got our front row. Now we're going to move in to the second row. You point at me as in I'm yours. Well, well that's I, cute. I, I this want, is cute. This is a real first. moment. I want to hear you watching. one first. Okay, so mine is 
I wouldn't say surprising because he's one of the best players, the most capped second rows have played for Scotland, Scott Murray. Now, oh, great bloke actually. Mate, coaching look, Newcastle now. Loose of no, that's no, Scott McLeod. Scott McLeod, hell of a bloke. Yeah, he's a better. I was going to say, I was going to literally say Scott him. He's, he's got a sheepskin rug story, yeah. but Scott Murray. He didn't like me that much either. I know he doesn't like me that much. He played at Saracens and Bedford. World Cup 2007. We made it through. He didn't play. I always played it, played in front of him, rightly or wrongly. I probably would have picked him instead of me. He was a very <laughs> good player. 84 caps for Scotland, so maybe the most capped Scotland uh, second row to have played the game. So we've got a game again in Paris in the quarterfinal against Argentina in 2007. I'm on the way to the game. feel a bit nervous. Uh, there's been a bit of a sickness bug going around camp. I'm thinking, oh, just a bit nervous. But water taste in my mouth, feel a bit sick. Oh no, I'm in the toilet on the way to the bus, driving through Paris with the police escort, spewing down the toilet. I said to Frank Haddon, mate, I, th- I feel a bit poorly. I don't think I'm that well. Uh, he says, look, you're going to have to speak to the doc, try and get uh, some tablets or whatever. Got some tablets, got an injection, uh, a sickness bug injection. Still still no good. Scott Murray, you're playing. Frankie, I can't do it, pal. I can't do it. I've not got my boots. He didn't have his boots. So they've had to get a police escort to take him uh, to, to go back to the um, hotel and get his studs and get his boots. They can't find his boots anywhere. His boots aren't at the hotel. So they obviously come back. He says, I can't play. He comes up to me and says, Jim, he says, I've been out on the piss for the last week and a half. He said, I cannot play this game. <laughs> I says, where are your boots? He says, I've hid them. And it turns out he was out on the piss with Kanye West the night before in Paris. So solely... Even though he doesn't like me, but solely for that story, for being on a night out with Kanye West the night before a quarter-final, he's in the filthy 15. Because that is filthy. Filthy. Scott Murray. (laughs) Absolutely. Scott Murray. British Lion. Played at Saris as well. Did he play? He didn't play. I played. I had a shocker as well. Of course. No doubt. Of course. I reckon single-handedly I might have even lost to that game. Wow. No. No, you don't do that. Did they take you off? Was that what happened? They took you off and... Some you guys were ahead, probably. I actually, it's a story for another day. Ta- uh, uh, for another day, I pooed myself in the game. Oh dear! So that's not. No, it's not. It's not <laughs> a story for another game. I want to hear about this right now. Yeah, we got 15 minutes. What happened? Okay, so basically, that's what happens. So we're in the game. So I was <laughs> ill before the game. Had a sickness injection. Um, before we were about to scrum down, my guts were in pieces. <laughs> like that. A scrum. Oh my word! Get on there. So I've gone down on one knee. Actually, if my neck sore. Next thing, James Robson come on. I says, mate. I've shat my pants leak. <laughs> um, I'm done. I've walked off and I remember just walking off. All my family and my friends had come over because obviously it was only in France, it was only in Paris, easy to get to. So all the Kovskins are there in the crowd. The Scottish Kovskins are in the crowd. The family, <laughs> then I'm walking off and I can feel it leaking down the back. And I said to James Robson, oh my God, it's the most embarrassing moment of my life. Like that, he says, you're okay, you're okay, you can't see Quick, get get off, you can see it. <laughs> oh, really? I'm running off. Well, yeah. no, it was like uh, in between us then when he's dropped on down. <laughs> I watched that the other night. How funny is that? Oh, dear. Wow. So, so you're going Scott Murray. I would. I, Scott McLeod as well, he's a top lad. He is a top lad. He coaches the line at Newcastle. And we've got a story about a uh, sheepskin that we're going to catch up on. Sheepskin rug, no. But that's the story right for now. another day. We'll see if he can come down and tell it because it is one of the best stories. We'll try and get him on to tell it next week. He'll, he'll be on. We can ring him next week. Um, my second Good luck, row. Goody. Good yeah. luck. Wow. <laughs> I'm stuck between two. I can only have one. But I'm stuck between two. Well, Dean tough. Schofield. And you, uh, how yeah. well do you know Scoey? I love a lad. Dean Schofield is Northern one of the best blokes you can ever meet anywhere. Um, he is an absolute trooper. Second row, obviously, played for sale. Not sure, did he ever get capped for England? He did, yeah. 
Sure, you got one cap or something, yeah. yeah. Hollywood, no. Scary lad. Top boy. Yeah, just a good player. Anyway, <laughs> massive baller. Loves the loves the the piss, as we say. Still playing. Played at Toulon. Yeah, he's playing at Leeds now, is he? Yeah, he's at Leeds. He's at Leeds now. Leeds. Play, played at Worcester with me. Anyway, with uh, having been out with him for years on after games and everything like that. Big Northern chap. Always gets the guitar out singing. His go to is Oasis. But one of the best stories was uh, when he got married to. His lovely, lovely wife. So anyway, he meets meets her out in Toulon. He's playing for Toulon at the time. Um, she's out in Toulon, cracking girl, on a on a on a holiday. Scully bumps into her, ends up started dating her. Anyway, she goes home, tells her old man, "Oh, I've, I've met this a really nice rugby guy. Plays out in Toulon, and he uh, her old man's pretty big into rugby." And she's sat there going, "You know, plays for Toulon. You know, they're current European champions and etc." So he's like that. The dad's like, "Yeah, it must be Johnny Wilkinson. Johnny Wilkinson is it him?" <laughs> She said, no, 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 it's not him. Matt Gitto, Matt Gitto, is it him? Naming big name after big name, Ali Williams, all these, but she's like, Dean Schofield. He's like that. I like rugby. Who the fuck is Dean Schofield? <laughs> 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 so uh, anyway, that's the, the story of, of, of his, his now wife, um, Gemma, Gemma Schofield, lovely woman who uh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely ruined him on his wedding day with a story. But for a guy that you want to have a beer with, uh, and he will have a beer anytime, anyplace, anywhere, we went on a lad's trip to Bermuda a couple of years ago and he was just driving it into everyone from minute one of, of, of the holiday all the way through. To minute um, 80. Yeah, just kept going. So he, he goes into my... He's my nomination for 50 to 15 alongside... I can't get away from the big man, can I? Big Jim. Absolute hero of of uh, of the game. Thank you very much. Andy. Loves the banter. Some good stories. So many stories that I cannot say on air. Okay, yeah. um, I'm, I'm voting for uh, Scott Murray for the Kanye West story. I mean, your story is great. Well, we need two. I mean, I we don't know two. if you know rugby that oh, well. Yeah, but... but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys uh, got a flanker? I had the pleasure of uh, getting to know George Smith at times throughout my career. It started off in... Uh, I'm going back to... It would have been 1999. Uh, it was the Under-21s World Cup uh, when George had his dreadlocks with the same age. Uh, we played Australia in, like the, I think it was something like the seventh or eighth place playoff or something like that. And we went out that night in uh, in Auckland together few boys and uh, you know he pushed the pace all the way through I think we saw about nine o'clock in the morning last day of the tour um, decent trip you go full circle see him again throughout your career he's playing for Australia I was watching England um, <laughs> as opposed to playing um, and then you know he ends up at Wasps and had a few good nights out with him uh, in London uh, and he was someone that really you watch him as a player and he had a phenomenal career 100 odd tests for Australia and I was at Wasp last year, dominating there. Yeah, he always loved a beer at the weekend, always play a game, and he'd, he'd have time to go out and enjoy himself. He's not scared of... Um, Tinder. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> He's not a Tinder fan. He just likes a drink. Uh, proper player on the field, proper player off it as well. So uh, he's going to get my vote to be in the filthy 15. George Smith. Sounds like a good bloke to have a beer with, uh, but is he as filthy as Jim Hamilton's Nowhere flanker? Near. Nowhere near. I'm talking about the filthiest player. Oh, dear. Gallibrun. Luke Narraway. Oh, oh no. The relegator. <laughs> the, re- Luke, the recycler. Luke Narraway's the relegator. Got Perpignan relegated. Goes to Irish. Gets them relegated. Got wow. it. I you, he take, take him on a night out. He will recycle anything that goes. So I have to be careful about how much detail that I go in here. But good lad. Private school. He sounds like he's from private school. Naz, are you posh boy? Not that it matters. Yeah, so a couple of nights out with Luke. Came on my stag do. Leading the charge. Um, we're heading to Vegas this summer for his stag do, but we're out after, after, actually after the fateful London Irish game, Gloucester London Irish, I was captain that day, 
It was a bit of an altercation. Oh, you got filled in. Yeah, I got filled in. Went went viral, and we've gone out. We've Pace, had an... Was it Pacey filled you in? Yeah, David Pace filled me in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or not? Went back a few times. Huh? Get separated. Went back a few yeah, times. Yeah, I know. It wasn't great for the other. The commentary on there was was brilliant. It was so <laughs> passionate. Um, but Luke Narraway leading the charge. Um, he was the captain that season. I was cap- that season. I was captain of that game, and we were out. And of all people that was out with us, Henry Carville, Superman, was out. And we went to a place called The Ship in London, prestigious place. Great Sunday session place. It's a Sunday session, but what about the toilets? We talk about the toilets. There's one toilet Mm. for a thousand people. So everyone's urinating in uh, the plastic cups. Yeah. Well, did you do that? Superman did that. Henry Carvel did. (laughs) Of course he did. Uh, Of course he did. Why not? It was before the Superman film came out, actually. And then as he's literally about to pour his, his drink over into the river, Luke Narraway grabs it off him, chops it in one. We all ask him why you do that. And he said, I've just chopped Superman's urine. He actually said piss. Horrendous. So the recycler, so you want filthy, that's filthy. That's horrible, though. Why would you drink another man's piss? He's the recycler. Why would you drink? Knowingly as well, like if it's a prank or something. like uh, Luke Narraway. Luke, and you know that I can't talk about it on here, but you did something even worse. Oh, why can't you talk about it? We can't, just in case there's young listeners. Maybe off air. He is a wrong one, Luke. He's filthy, filthy. But he's getting married now, he's changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's got a dog and everything, though. <laughs> God, he could be in the, the good, the bad, and the very ugly by the sounds of it as well. But Why yeah. would you drink another, a pint of another man's piss? <laughs> I don't know. Luke Narrow. That's why he's got stinking yellow teeth yeah. as well. Isn't it? <laughs> so on my stag do, on my stag do, everyone had to bring a vessel. So we had, like, obviously pots and pans. But he brought this antique kettle that he had. And because he'd obviously uh, acquired the name The Recycler... He kept weeing in the kettle. <laughs> he was drink- so he'd drink beer. Beer in the kettle, wee fell up. So it was just a constant flow. Constantly rehydrated. Just the recycler. Just He's a sick... Yeah, filthy. He's filthy. Filthy, man, and that's why we love him in our filthy 15. <laughs> Naz, please, please don't be annoyed. Take me to Vegas. <laughs> I'm down. I'm down to go. He has got pissed down yellow teeth, and you see why now. Like <laughs> a bag of chips. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's, he's a flanker, I think. <laughs> George yeah. Smith would be uh, upset if he got put in in front of uh, Luke Narraway at the moment. I think yeah. uh, we'll stick with Luke Narraway. Luke Narraway, yeah. well done, Nas. Congratulations, Congratulations. Mate. There's, no, there's, no, there's no cred there for Narraway. <laughs> Absolutely ruined him. Yeah. Pod, 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 pod. Rugby pod. As a drinker, this guy wasn't great. So it depends what you judge uh, a player on. But uh, in terms of achievements, he was, he was right up there. So my open side for many years at Leicester was Neil Back. Um, you know, he, he made a lot of tackles for me. But my favourite story about Backy, and it, unfortunately it's got nothing to do with alcohol, because uh, Backy was too professional to drink, which really upset me. But he did make a lot of tackles for me, and I, I talk about my new hair and, you know, taking some from the back and putting it in the front. And I go back about, it was, I think it was 1999, Backy had just had a toupee glued onto his head. Wow. Um, and Jim was still at school. 99, you'd still be at school, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. So Neil Back has gone for the old school. He'd had he was struggling at the front of his of his, of his head. Uh, he had a bit. Of, he went down to see a, a, a place in London that were doing uh, obviously hair restoration and, and regrowth has come on leaps and bounds in the last seventeen years. I'm obviously case in point. Uh, strong hair at the front now. Mm-hmm. Pretty it's happy. Looking healthy. Yeah. Looking strong. Anyway, so Backy uh, he he just had a rug put on, uh, glued on, literally a toupee glued onto the front of his head. Um, and it was supposed to look all genuine and everything like that. And we, we were playing away down in Bristol. Hot summer's day, I say summer's day, towards the end of the season, we'd won the league. And anyway, so Backy's playing. 
halfway through the game, halfway through the first half actually it was, he can feel that his toupee has sweated and slipped, starting to slip off. <laughs> not, I'm not promising I'm not lying about this. Anyway, uh, he says to the ref, he's like, oh, I'm going to shit myself, I need to go. So he literally, playing at the Memorial Stadium, runs off the field, runs into the changing rooms, obviously tries to sort his toupee out, puts a little bit of glue back in there apparently, runs back on about two minutes later with a scrum cap on. We're like, oh, that's a bit fucking weird, there's no blood, there's nothing, he's gone off. Comes back on, he's like, yeah, I'm fine. Didn't shit myself, made the toilets. Bucky, hold on, you got a scrum cup on now? He's like, fuck off, let's just play rugby. <laughs> Didn't want to tell anyone. Um, anyway, came out afterwards in the showers. He's really worried about his toupee. He's got his glue out again. Um, and it literally was, you know, I can say this now, happily, the worst hairpiece I've ever seen on a rugby field. Um, so in terms of it's filthy 15, it's, it's pretty filthy to run off the field and saying you're shitting yourself when mm. actually sorting your hair out. I mean, I've never gone to those lengths to run off the field to sort my hair out. But yeah, Neil Back had a toupee glued onto his head. Have you ever worn a toupee? Never worn a toupee. Worn a wig. We went out dressed as women once in Leicester. Okay. I can't remember if you were there. Yeah, actually. I was there, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, mine's all natural. Woman. <laughs> yeah. a big dude, size 15 heels. Um, so yeah, I, I'm trying to think of back rowers and open sides. I've got a good one. Have you? Oh, well, yeah. Jim's always got a good story. Well, let's go then. <clears throat> Guy called Luke Abraham. Oh yes, that was the other one. Abo. So he played number seven. Seven. He was nicknamed. I'm saying now he's one. He was nicknamed the AK-47. All right. All right. Says Aaron Smith. So he was nicknamed the AK-47. A great player. Long hair, ripped to smithereens, like a yeah, like a Greek god. Played at Leicester. Played at Sale. Then went on to Leon. He's actually in Cambodia now. Travelling, I saw pictures on Facebook. He's travelling with kids. He hates kids. He so, did, didn't he? Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, he, he he's gone a bit weird. But, but, but there you go. But anyway, <laughs> he's gone a bit weird. So let's just say he, he he was very popular with the women um, across all levels. And we're talking so the Leicestershire kind of counties and surrounding areas. So everywhere from Leicester, Hinckley, Coventry. But we used to go out in Loughborough a lot. So Loughborough was the place to go midweek Wednesday. And so the AK-47 used to go up there, and we'd all be drinking. Um, he wouldn't drink. He, his body was a temple, and he obviously liked to be coherent enough at the end of the night. He these sat, are the early days, right? Yeah, these are the early days. Early days. Geez, by yeah, the end yeah, of yeah. his career. By the end <laughs> of his career, yeah, yeah. He, he loves, loves the beer, George Best-esque. But he used, to, he used to love leaving his mark, so not just the AK-47, he used to love leaving his mark wherever he went. I remember we went back to one house, and... Uh, it was, it was like a. It wasn't like a truth or dare. It was a game of cards, and you had to dare each other to do like silly things, and it'd be like fire extinguishers out in the hallway. Go on, lads, lads, lads. And one of the other things was to eat a can of dog food or a can of cat food whenever lads. we were there. Yeah, lads. But then there was there's one time he's come out with this ridiculous thing, like we're playing this card game that you have to eat a fish out of the fish tank that was in the halls. I'm thinking, are you taking the mix? We're absolutely steam. We're like, there's no chance. One thing, we can't catch them because we did try. So we've got around in this fish tank trying to catch these exotic fish. Next okay, thing... Whose house was it? I don't know whose house it was. <laughs> some Loughborough student. <laughs> some Loughborough student. So he's taken anyway. He's got So he's sober as a judge. We've got a pack of Pringles are smashing them in. He's got two Pringles. Bang. Hand in the fish tank. Bang. <laughs> like a spear fisherman, mate. Hand, hand in. Got this fish in between two Pringles. Bang. Smashed in between two Pringles. In between two Pringles. He smashed this fish straight in. 
swallowed, gone, disappeared. <laughs> Opened up the window, let the budgie out, and off we went. That was it. <laughs> Threw the budgie out the window. So, uh, <laughs> so that ain't over. <laughs> and, and, and with Luke Abraham, there's way worse stories than that. There's yeah. just things you cannot repeat. And like, yeah. I know he's, he's doing like stuff like helping out and like helping rebuild. Like I think he's, ju- he's trying to find his repenting. I've done so, that two months in Nonpen Orphanage. He's probably just doing there the same program exactly. as me. Yeah. Just hopefully they haven't got fish tanks there because be, that's what we've been living on. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I think I think we know the answer, Andy. Yeah, Luke Abraham. Got to be Abe. Congratulations. I was just trying to rinse filthy fifteen. Yeah, I was just trying to rinse back. He put away in a toupee, but we'll go Filthy 15. Number eight. Number eight. You or me? No, you go, mate. Dino. Oh, dear. Dean Richards. Yeah, Dean Richards. Go on. Is that not yours? No. So there's a serious line to this, a not-so-serious line. So, like, Dean was the first guy, really. Him and Cockers, uh, Leicester, gave me my opportunity, really. And Dean was almost like a father figure to me, kind of bringing me through, uh, gave me my first contract. And... uh, the funny part of it is he actually took me to my first disciplinary. So I'll tell the story quickly. 2003, so the World Cup year, where Leicester, obviously, we lost a load of players to the World Cup that was obviously very successful. And we played uh, Leeds away. We are Leeds. Um, so Leeds, and I was in the second row with Guy Manton Bishop. and uh, Guy Dean, massive buttocks. Yeah. That's what we called him, wasn't it? Yeah. And Dean said to me before the game, he said, Look, I want you up for this. I want to see some real Kovskin physicality in the game. Anyone's by the ball. You fucking get him off the ball. I was like, yeah, yeah, okay, no problem, Dean. He's like, no, I fucking mean it. Like, effing and blind. I'm thinking, I'm up for this game. Dino's telling me what to do. Here we go. First ruck of the game, go flying in. Carl Hogg, who's now the coach of Worcester and who was my coach at Gloucester, was over the ball. Not any good number seven. Next thing, a size 15 slipper goes jumping into the ruck. <laughs> shoot him on the head. Straight red card by David Pierce. Walked off, devastated. But then it got even worse. So I went through the whole process of the disciplinary thing. Dean didn't speak to me. I came off the pitch. I didn't really know where to look. Had I done the right thing? Is that what he wanted? Obviously not because we lost the game. And then um, there was a whole process around the disciplinary. I had to go to Twickenham. So Dean said, meet me at training at this time. 10 o'clock in the morning, we're going to head down to London. So you've got to remember, I'm still an academy player. Not much money. A couple of grand a year salary. Still working on a building site as an apprentice. And Dean turns up, I've got my tin flute on my suit. And I've got my size 15 shoes on. But it was the era or the age of the crocodile shoes. Do you remember the crocodile-style shoe? So I'm wearing, yeah, No, no, yeah, crocodile skin shoes, but yeah. they weren't real crocodile skin <laughs> shoes. And I'm wearing them. And Dean's turn, turned up, and he's got out of his car, and he said, are you taking the piss? I'm looking around. I have no idea what he's going on about. And he's, like, literally squaring it to me. He said, are you taking the piss out of me? I'm like, Dean, I've, I, what are you on about, mate? Get your fucking shoes off now. Got my shoes, lobbed them in the bin, and I've had to go to a disciplinary in Twickenham in my socks and my suit. <laughs> <laughs> got a 12-week ban. That worked then. Got a 12-week ban <laughs> and obviously got, got got back to the training ground. I've got my, my feet are soaking wet. <laughs> he's made you walk in way. in just your socks? In just my and socks and my suit. And then he's made me go and work in with the kit man, Clifford. Uh, rest in peace, Cliff. Yeah, he was Cliff, top, top kit man. Uh, was. I had to go and work in the in the uh, kit room for twelve weeks for my whole band every day. Didn't speak to me, but anyway, made me the man that I am today. And what's that? I'm still standing <laughs> better than I've ever been. Oh, to be fair, that's not a bad show actually, Dean. Dean, uh, same sort of thing with me. Gave me my first opportunity, 
at Leicester, offered me my first contract, and my very last opportunity in rugby. Oh, look at that. At Newcastle. Yeah. I've got uh, a couple more stories about Dean that I'm not allowed to say, but why? hopefully if I bring out a book, I, do, I just can't, I can't say it. I can't, I can't talk about it now. But um, if I bring out a book, I've got to tell this story about I've, Dean Richards, Jim Hamilton, down in the Navy base, HMS oh, Sultan. Yeah. Oh, what? No, yeah, why can't you tell yeah, us that? I can't tell you now. T- hey, because, TBC. Exactly. He's already had a legal case on him about Sternberg exactly. and the rabbits. First, so. hey, I've, I've nearly gone to court again. There we go. So I can't, Dean. Don't worry, mate. I'll say. Apparently, Dean Dean Richards is a big fan of the show. In the you'll say it in the what in your book. I'll, t- I'll talk about it in my book when it's yeah. worth a load of cash. There yeah. we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Dean Richards. In, in, uh, mine is going to be uh, a young man who's just retired. Uh, Nick Easter. Oh, you you love him. Don't I you? do love him. He's, he a fa- him. he's a great bloke. He's minty. Yeah. But the thing I love about him the most, they beat uh, when Quinns beat Leicester in the Premiership final, and he's the only bloke ever to have the audacity to pull out a cigar of his sock that he's played the final in, light it on the field and just chuff away on a cigar when he's lifting the trophy, walking around Twickenham celebrating with a cigar in his <laughs> mouth, socks down like a hero. So he played the um, whole game with a, a cigar, cigar in, in his sock. It's all right. Um, pulls it out when they win. First time Quinns have won. I think it's the first time they've ever won the Premiership, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Pulling out a cigar after you've played a whole game with it in your socks, it's all right. But no, just as a bloke, you know, Nick Easter is a proper old school rugby player. Uh, loves the drink, the cigar, the stories that you just. The problem is, have you got any stories about him loving? Have you the got drink? any stories at, at all today, Goody? <laughs> <laughs> Anything, mate? I can't divulge any more. I'm into. You, yeah. He's he's an absolute filthy bugger. That is a great guy. Um, yeah. Well, okay. So we've got Dean Richards and Nick Easter. Fred the boss. I'm going to let you vote. Who are we who are we putting in the filthy fifteen? Yeah, I'm going to have to give it to Dino because. Was a better story. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Hey, so, if I could tell the real story, it'd be great. Pod, 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 pod. Rugby pod. <laughs>